This episode of The Hop is sponsored by FNX Fitness. If you're looking for fitness supplements, gym gear, and expert tips on losing weight and gaining muscle, fnxfit.com is the place for you. But they have so much more than that. FNX has a mobile app to download, now including TTRU, Train to Rise Up. Led by individual coaches, including Adrian Conway, the FNX founder, TTRU has six specific programs designed for you and your goals. Whether you are chasing performance, aesthetics, or endurance gains, they've got each program for you now available with a free seven-day all-access pass. Download the FNX app or visit the website at fnxfit.com and use HOPOD15, that's H-O-P-O-D-1-5, at checkout for a discount. Together, we can fuel for greatness with FNX. Welcome into the hop. My yeah. name is Stephen Humes. I am here with my boy Gabe because it's Thursday and that means it's happy hour and it's time to grab a drink because this week is almost over. Gabe? Yeah. I'm wearing sunglasses. Ask me why. Why are you wearing sunglasses, Stephen? Because we're going down to sunny San Diego. No, we're going to Anaheim, but California. <laughs> we're on the West Coast. It looks like San Diego behind me, but it's Anaheim. Yeah. But same thing. It's the West Coast. It's beautiful. I'm not going to wear these the whole episode. I, well, I'm going to wear them at least for the intro because this I feel great. I feel like I'm in the Cali sun. I'm in the New York gray weather, but I, I feel Californian. Yeah, we're so this going is down great. to uh, a brewery that we've had on the docket for quite some time, and it's called Brewery X. I doubt you've heard of them. Uh, I Des Bryant, where are you at? He's... Hiding on the Saints roster. Ravens? Where'd he go? Ravens. Ravens. Uh, yeah. All right. Well. Whatever. Anyway, we're going down to Brewery X. A uh, great little brewery collective situation out of Anaheim, California, uh, with a not a lot of history. They found they opened in 2018. I believe they opened their tap room in 2019, but a yeah. hell of a lot of beers. Yeah, they've done. They, we, this is another brewery that uh, kind of came recently. But at the same time, killing it beer-wise, so we're pretty pumped for it. We've got two awesome, awesome beers today. I, I'm so excited for both of these, uh, two different styles. It's going to be really great. We're very excited. Mm -hmm. um, we're going to talk about the brewery, do all that fun stuff uh, as normal. But thank you guys for joining us for another great round of Thirsty Thursday. How you doing, Gabe? You ready to get into this? Dude, I've been looking forward to this all day. The name of the beers, the types of beers, the percentages of the beers. Yeah. Oh, my. The oh smell my. that's wafting over to me as it sits yeah, here on my I'm, table. I, yeah, it's right there. I'm just I'm ready, pumped, excited. Uh, thank you to everyone who's joining us today, and thank you to everyone who's following us over on the social media. We appreciate it. If you're not doing so, you should get with the program over there. We are at the HO Podcast, Instagram, Twitter, Facebook. You can find us on all of those things. You can find us on YouTube. Just search for the Hoppa Craft Beer Podcast on there. Subscribe. Listen, if a hundred of you subscribe on there, we can change that URL to make it anything you want. We've offered to to have 
the the fans vote on it. So uh, get over there, subscribe, and also we gotta get the a bell. poll going. Yeah, the hop slash Montana. Uh, <laughs> you can uh, subscribe and click the bell, and when you've done that, you'll get a notification whenever a new episode drops. So uh, that's important. It's also important because, as promised last week, sooner or later we're going to be dropping a video of us sampling the tomato basil from Four Quarters Brewing and reckoning with a This Week in Gross Beer. So you want to get notified when that goes up, click the bell. Apple, Spotify, Google, and wherever you listen to podcasts, we're there. And you can give us a five star on there if you'd like. You can give us less stars than that. The system will allow you to, but we'd prefer you don't. Uh, But rate and review the show if you have a second. We would really appreciate it. It helps us make the show better for you. And a better show for you is really just better for you. So it's a selfish move on your part, and uh, we support it. Let us know what breweries to hit up next. Let us know what breweries to repeat. If you are in California and able to get to Brewery X, they are open. You can dine in. Let us know how it is. We would love to go. It looks incredible. Let us know. Connect with us. We are here for you. Now, before we get into the news and notes... He's going to kill me for doing this, but... I am. It. Hey. Happy birthday to Thanks. my co-host, my bud, my friend. He's so mad I'm doing this, but I don't care. Happy Thanks. birthday, Steven. I'm going to turn red on the camera. Thank you. <laughs> yeah, this... I had to throw it in. Had to give you a little <laughs> shout out. It's It's... It's April 29th. He's turning 19 today. It's unbelievable. The big oh, one nine. I wish. <laughs> uh, yeah. Well, what I do want to say about that is that Gabe, my co-host, came through buying me a sexy Green Bay Packers jacket that I would be wearing on this episode in celebration, but you wouldn't be able to see it on camera. <laughs> Oh, yeah, that's true. It would true. just go You're, right through. It's bright that's, green. That's why I think you should wear it. You would see the Packers G, and then you're just your you head. See Everything me else would be going. That would be incredible. But I oh, thought about great. it. Uh, thank well, you. You're I welcome. appreciate it. And I can't wait to do this back to you on your birthday in a Uh-oh. month. Can we get back to beer now? I guess so. Beer news. Listen, in the highlights section, Unicorn Farts is out. I want it. Sour Me Unicorn Farts is out there. It exists. Uh, it's been released. <laughs> Their beer collaborating with the donut shop, whose name I forget. It's got glitter in it. I want it. So, Hop listeners, I'm putting out the call. If you have access to it, if you could tell me where I could get Duclaw's Unicorn Farts, get it for me. I want it on this show. I love how aggressively you say the name. It's so great. <laughs> Unicorn farts. farts. You don't even have to get it for me. Just DM us and tell us where to get it. We'll get it. <laughs> I really want the can because the can is dope. Uh, elsewhere in the world, uh, we, a lot of breweries are announcing green initiatives in line with Earth Day. We'll talk more about this uh, in just a second, um, but also in line with the president's recent climate co- proposal that came out of the White House. So Anheuser-Busch has announced one proof brewing out of Florida. Also the Radcraft Coop. Uh, Coop. The Radcraft Co-op. It's not a coop. It's a co-op. And uh, Denver Beer Co., which amassed a fleet of electric vehicles for their distribution. That's pretty cool. That's a cool step. Uh, The first story that we're covering 
kind of is in line with that. It's Heineken, uh, and they are they are going greener than they already are. They're going uh, greener. Stay thirsty, my friends. That's not Heineken. Heineken owns them, right? I hope I'm not getting that wrong. Yeah, Heineken <laughs> oh, owns them. God. Heineken definitely owns them. We've had this conversation before. All right. Listen, that's not the point. Heineken has announced a, a set of ambitious goals to work towards a carbon neutral operation. So it's their 2030 Brew a Better World program. The Brew a Better World program has been in existence since 2009. That's when it originally launched, but they're uh, updating it and they're building on progress to move towards carbon neutral. So they're hoping to have carbon neutral production sites, meaning the breweries themselves in 2030. And then they're uh, hoping to have their entire value chain. So that's agriculture, packaging, distribution, cooling, all of that. They're hoping to that have that all be carbon neutral by 2040. And this is in order to meet the 1.5 degrees Celsius goal set by the Paris Agreement. So the company has a number of systems already in place. They've got uh, five of the world's 10 largest on-site solar-powered breweries, and they've got a lot more to come. They're building a wind farm in Finland. They source heat from a sustainable biomass in Indonesia. In Vietnam, they're sourcing heat from rice husks and on and on and on. So they've got a whole bunch of these initiatives. You can read more about it if you are interested. In addition to this, on top of the environmental piece, they're also uh, committing themselves to a bunch of social ambitions. They're looking for diversity and representation in their in their employees, in their staff, in their brewery, all of that kind of stuff, which is great. They're looking for increased female leadership across management. They have addressed messaging and awareness about alcohol and moderation. That's part of the plan. So it's this whole comprehensive thing having to do with social awareness, environmental awareness, different things. It's very extensive. It's very detailed. You can read about it on Heineken's website, but those are the highlights. And we are not the biggest fans of their beers, but I am a fan of this initiative. So well done, Heineken. Be as green as you can be. And we'll yeah. Stay thirsty, my friends. Because why not? I do like the commercials where uh, they had the, for the non-alcoholic beer. It's somebody like drinking it during a conference room meeting and they're all like, oh, how could you? And he's like, no. Oh, really? I haven't seen that. That's oh, good. those are great. Those are great on Heineken. Uh, Mass Bay Brewing, uh, they own Harpoon along with other uh, brands. They once teamed up with the Massachusetts Brewers Guild to launch a Hop Forward Equality Career Fair. They are now teaming up again for a website called HopForwardEquality.com. Uh, the site is going to offer resources, HR best practices, a suggested reading list, video library, and so much more than that. Uh, this is a really cool initiative, basically trying to di diversify the beer world and all things like that. Uh, they're planning to offer events and trainings. It's not just the website. They're, they're, they have multiple, multiple resources, but the site is going to host uh, a jobs board to help breweries attract the diversity diversity candidates uh, to help, you know, broaden the horizons and the talent pools that apply for brewery positions. We say it all the time. We love this diversifying in the beer world. It's, it's our go-to. Um, it's really cool. Um, on top of all this, they're going to have a local beer travel show 
It's going to be called Black Brew Dialogues. It's going to be featuring a local Roxbury native, Colin Knight. Colin's going to visit breweries, uh, basically give a behind-the-scenes look. He'll hear their startup story. He'll interview the owners. He'll meet with the head brewers. They'll have a you know, nice conversation over a beer about the diversity and inclusion efforts. Inclusion, that's so, so huge, not only for us, but for the entire beer world. Um, and episode one, which is should launch this spring, is going to feature our friends from White Lion Brewing. Our, our pals over there, we love their beer. Uh, we went to the brewery recently just because we were in the area. We were like, let's go get some more beer. Yes, um, and the beer we got there was, dare I say it, even better than the beers we had on the show. Round 33. It was, the, it was some of the newer stuff. Yeah, yeah. they have a brand new facility. Mm-hmm. Uh, they're going to be most likely on episode number one, uh, if you want to hear our White Lion episode, round 33. Uh, but yeah, this is really cool to see. Um, this as again, again, this is Mass Bay Brewing Company. They're teaming up with the Massachusetts Brewers Guild. They're going to increase diversity. Good on you guys. Good on us. Good on everyone. And we have a new brewery in town. Welcome to the brewing scene. Let's give them a round of applause for entering the brewing world. It's called Farfield Brewing Company. It's opening in Los Angeles, California, the Los Angeles area which is great news for me because I can go visit when I'm back in this sunny, beautiful state that you can see behind me. You better send me some beers. So it's actually in Lawndale, which is a city off the 405 in the South Bay area of Los Angeles, if you know the area. uh, It was founded by husband and wife craft beer enthusiasts James and Regan Bardeen, and they kind of went through a covid hold. They'd been trying to get it off the, you know, get it, get it up and running, but they're finally, it's finally happening. The company is going to have a tap list that spans the beer style spectrum, apparently, and reflects the team's combined admiration of an eclectic mix of beer. They also have a lot of expertise on their staff with barrel aging. Welcome to the exclamation point. So they're planning to have an extensive barrel aging and souring program over time when they're able to get that up and running. And I do hope that they're tapless is as extensive as they say it is because as i've mentioned on the show before california could use a little bit of diversity in its beers and i'm not talking about the kind of diversity we usually talk about although that too but i'm talking about different styles of beers because there's a lot of ipas out there and we could use a little bit of other things so hopefully they'll help with that apparently they're going to give a spin off of their iconic double ipa knuckle sandwich Yum. Here for it. For now, the company is offer, offering limited curbside pickup of select beers. That's what's uh, what you can go get if you're in Lake Lawndale at the moment. Uh, but the tap room is expected to open in early June, and we'll have 20 draft beers. Get over there. Check them out. Welcome to the brewing scene, Farfield Brewing Company. It's also it's weird for me because in Connecticut, there's a brewing company called Fairfield Brewing. Thank you. So, Thank you. I was just about to say that when I first read it, I was like, Fairfield, Connecticut? No. No. Farfield. Yeah. <laughs> All right. Well, we're going out to California and it's toast, toast time it and we're getting a little, we're going to bust out the classical for some, some poetry, some smooth poetry. Here we go. We will be what we could be. Do not say it might have been, had not, or that, or this. No fate can keep us from the chosen way. He only might who is. We will climb where we could climb. Tell me not of adverse storms that kept thee from the height. 
What eagle ever missed the peak he sought? He always climbs who might. I do not like the phrase, it might have been. It lacks all force and life's best truth perverts. For I believe we have and reach and win whatever our deserts. Credit to Ella Wheeler Wilcox for that uh, excerpt gonna, from her poem, It Might Have Been. I was going to guess Edgar Allan Poe. No. It, it, see, <laughs> that, that, felt, that one really spoke to me for this brewery. I don't no, that, know no, why. It's no, some, it's... Yeah, it's based off of like their overall message. We'll get into yeah. that later. But yeah, you, you were reading it, and I was like, "Oh, this is." It perfect. sounds like, like their website, so it seems. I'm yeah. glad I. I'm glad I nailed that. Brewery X. Let's please. Let's go. 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 So we are kicking things off, and I'm really excited to say it, with the slap and tickle. Slap and tickle, baby. Listeners, listen. Sometimes you pick it based on the name, and <laughs> and that's what hath occurred. Now, it is a West Coast IPA, which if, you're, if you've listened to the show for any amount of time, you may know that's kind of my thing. Yeah. But it also happened to be called the slap and tickle, giggity, so I had to grab it. <laughs> Oh, flap a tickle. <laughs> yeah, I, I'm excited for this one. Um, you know, we poured it before we started recording, and I can smell it from here. I'm just immediately getting West Coast vibes. Uh, very excited for it. Um, it is 6.7%. Uh, no IBUs to speak of. Beer Advocate has yet to review it. Untapped gave it a 3.82. And on the uh, SRM chart, if you're on YouTube... Here it is. Here, here she is. There she glory. And okay, good. Our, our our beers are the same color. Thank God. <laughs> this time. <laughs> this time, I'm always afraid of that. It's clear. You can see that very West Coast style, very golden. I would put it on the SRM chart. Seven, eight. It's not yeah, very I say, dark. I would say like a seven to nine, depending on the light and whatnot. Yeah, it's it's pretty golden colored, uh, but definitely clear, not hazy. Very West Coast style, true to the style, true to the dying style that is the West Coast IPA. So I know I'm, ugh. Ugh, I'm so pumped about this. Is the is the head retention on yours uh, as pillowy as it is on mine? I literally have a tiny cloud. It's it dissipated, but there's a, a thin, like I would say maybe an eighth of an inch left. Yeah, same. So, but it's it's like pillowy. It looks like yeah. It looks like cream. Like, it's awesome. Plenty of bubbles shooting up from the bottom. I don't know if that comes through on camera, but there's bubbles just shooting through it. Yeah, same. Like our background on YouTube. Uh, hey. It's, I can, like, to your point, I can smell the the hops and the bite and the bitter from here. And I'm and not I even, can, my nose isn't even in there yet. Yeah, and then when you get closer, you get the citrus. Okay. You get the the fruity flavors to it. The the classic, uh, I would, I, I'm going to say classic West Coast style notes or, yeah. or aromas, if you will. Definitely, you know, the citrus is there, and this citrus, citrus is always there on an IPA. I think that's pretty much safe to say. I, I don't think I've ever put my nose into an IPA and been like, whoa, it tastes like 
coffee. I mean, it, it's it's <laughs> it's always citrus. But the question yeah. is, what kind of citrus? Right? Are we talking tropical? Are we talking more bitter, more orange grapefruit? Maybe I, even I think lemon. For, yeah, I think for this, I'm getting more orangey lemon. See, I'm getting I'm getting some tropical. I'm getting some mango off it. But there is there is a good bit of grapefruit peel too. Like it, it's definitely bitter because there's that hoppiness in the background. There's a grassiness to it. There's a earthy bite. There's some yeah. musk for sure. Yeah. There's some dank, you know, grassy for sure. Yeah. Yeah. I don't know um, what the IBUs are in here, but my guess would be 70 in that range, just based on the nose. Probably, yeah, I'll because go with that. it's high, you know, IBUs for the uninitiated are, it's the international bittering units, and it's generally how we quantify how bitter a beer is. So when you're talking about an IPA, especially a West Coast IPA, which tends to be higher in bite, the IBUs are higher. Yum. And that makes uh, me happy. You getting any peach off of this? I feel like I'm getting a little peach. Yep, that's in that tropical world. Definitely yeah. peach for sure. Yeah, I, I feel like I'm leaning more toward the orange side than tropical, but um, you know, I it's it's there for sure. It's like um, when you go just, to Jamba Juice and you get the, like you err on that tropical smoothie side, but then they also mm, put orange juice in it. So when you drink it, you get a whole lot of orange juice, and it kind of overpowers the tropical, but it's there in the back end. Come on, Jamba Juice, get it together. Ugh. Oh. I can't tell you the last time I went to a Jamba Juice. It's because their smoothies are way too expensive, but the place is great. But this is exactly the kind of smell I like to get off an IPA. Yeah, this is same. like This is like not that long ago when you ordered an IPA, this is what you would get. Yeah. Yeah, and for now, sure. Um, it's all hazies, which is, again, it's fine. I'm just tired of it. It's a great style. Like a juicy, hazy New England IPA is great, and they certainly have plenty of them at Brewery X because every brewery does. But mm. it's just weird that now in 2021, we've gotten to the point where it's like refreshing to smell a West Coast IPA because this used to be yeah. the dominant thing, you know? Yeah, and especially, you know, obviously West Coast because it's we're in California for this episode. But um, yeah, I, I just get so pumped every time we do a West Coast brewery just because, you know, for, for some, you know, you're, you're going back to LA soon, but for me, you know, I don't get those types of breweries all the time. So it is a change of pace. It's very refreshing. Well, what's weird and this is, is also 6.7%. Can't wait. What's weird is you don't even get the style in LA. Like even on the West Coast, hazy is still becoming dominant, which is yeah, weird. I'm sure they like to call them like, northeast ipa or you know they like to say things other than new england they'd be like just hazy ipa they they don't call it what it is but we know where it came from but yeah, this right one, on north england yeah right on bro well, i don't know that's just my, insulted that, all our california listeners okay i i love them all let's drink it bite me, daddy give here, me that oh, bite wow. <laughs> I'm going to get you a hat that says that, bite me daddy, and you're going to wear it. And if you did, it. I would wear it. And you know that because <laughs> I have a hat that says twerk on it and bright neon he, letters, and I wear he it. He does. I think that needs to make an appearance at some point, but that's for another day. Here we go. Here we go. <sighs> oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. See, it's tropical up front. 
but the back end is hop, bite, it's dank, it bites the back of your palate. The place for me and for a lot of people, the the bitter taste buds tend to be towards the back of your mouth, towards the back of your palate. So you tend to get more of that bite in the back of your mouth, sort of like the top of your mouth and as you swallow it. And that's definitely what happens here. Like it hits with a little bit of fruit up front and then it's like, <clears throat> it just gets in there. You know what I mean? Yeah. Yeah. And it's, um, I delicious. love how clean it is. It's very, it's so easy to drink. It goes down very, very smoothly. Um, normally a West coast IPAs, I feel like there's always a sense of creaminess. There's like just that hint of it. And I think I am getting that in this. I wouldn't call it creamy. It's more of smooth and fluffy in a way, but it's definitely there. And it is, to your point, all of those things. It is very easy to drink, very fun to drink. Yeah, I think I agree. I'm trying to decide if I think it's sticky or not, because that tends to be for me with like a like a hop. The hoppier the beer is, the more sort of sticky in the mouth it tends to be. The more I think of like resin and there's a lot of resin flavor in this mm-hmm. um so i do think there's a sticky quality to this the mouthfeel is is it's got a pretty lively carbonation it's kind of like if you hold it in your mouth for a minute there's a lot going on there's a lot of zing yeah. there's the bite happening because of the bitterness and there's a carbonation and it all just sort of bounces around and it's like it's 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 exciting it's a fiesta it's a party in your mouth Exactly. And, <laughs> and yeah, I, I want to say sticky as well. Not too much, but it's it's mm. definitely got a hint of that in there. If you don't always love the bite, I think you'll be able to handle this bite because it's not too overpowering. It's just it's it's a nibble, if you will. Yeah, but I mean, I, I don't think like if you. This beer is perfect if you like IPAs and you like West Coast IPAs specifically. But if you like IPAs, you'll like this. If you don't like IPAs, don't order this. Stay away. There's no, there's nothing, there's no twists or turns on this one. This one is what it is. Like, look at that lacing that goes back to the stickiness I was talking about. This one is a classic straight shooting as they come IPA. I don't think there's a whole lot to sort of. I, like draw you in if you're not an IPA fan, if you don't like yeah. the bite, just don't just don't order this. They have plenty of other beers. I feel it's, like this is the type of beer to help you achieve your goals and dreams in life. You know? I just feel better about myself. This beer is I love this beer. I think that there's not it's not one of the crazier beers we've ever had on the show, right? Like no. we've had some weird beers on the show at this point. Uh, so I think that because of that, sometimes we can almost forget how nice it is to have a really well-crafted yeah. classic beer of any style. But we just appreciate the West Coast IPA style so much because we don't we don't see it as much. So this is as this is as good as they come. Like, give me one of these, put me on the couch. It's it's movie night, baby. I'm ready to go. Bite me, daddy. It's movie night. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, that's that's going to that's going to go down in history. I can't wait to say that again. Uh, They also have a grapefruit edition um, as well as a first anniversary edition, which was made with New Zealand Nelson hops. Um, We don't know exactly what's in this specific edition. 
Very well um, could be Nelson Hobbs. Yeah, probably. Um, but uh, yeah, I mean that that makes sense. I mean, if I had to pick a hop, I would say like maybe if it wasn't Nelson, maybe like Cascade or something like that. But it's not Mosaic or Citra. It's not mm. Simcoe. I, I think it's, I mean, Nelson makes sense to me because there is a grassiness to this. I don't want it to sound like it's just all juicy and and bite. There's a grassiness. There's a, a, a sort of caramel sweetness to it as well. Like yeah. there's a lot happening outside of the bitter. And I sort of do associate that like grassy quality with the Nelson Sovin hop family yeah but it's very it's very good it's that uh, that grassiness is is there and it's fun i i don't know i don't it's that sounds weird but it doesn't sound weird this is fun to drink it's just a classic uh classic west coast style and i'll i'll say it before and i'll say it again i only have one and that bums me out i wish i had you know five six more of these because because it's so easy to sip on you know this is one of those I feel like this can be considered one of those, you know, I got home from work. I'm just looking, just, just grab me something fun and just to drink the day away, pop one of these bad boys open, you know? Yeah, this, this is, this is so good. And it's, you know, to your point about the booziness too, it's 6.7%. So it's, it's packing a punch, but it's not like a, it's not a crazy double. Like you're not going to wake up with a hangover over this. This is a pretty like pretty easy drinker for a for an ipa and i agree i wish i had 12 more of these i wish i had an unending supply because this is the kind of thing it's kind of like six points bengali to me it's like this is the kind of thing like give me one of those and let's just hang you know like it's just i don't have to think about it because there's not a lot of there's a lot of depth of flavor there's a lot of the things that i like but it's not like i i don't have to sit there being like what is like i can just drink perfect movie night beer 100 percent. absolutely um, you're, you're with your friends or a loved one. Grab one of these. I I I love it. I love the name. I love the can. Slap and tickle. Slap and tickle. I'm trying to figure <laughs> out what it says on the bottom because it says something like slappy time or something like it's. It says something that it's like kind of crushed, so I can't really tell. There's the can on date, and then oh yeah, I have that too. It's a slappy. Slappy something. We'll never know. It's too. Let's too small. get slappy. That's yeah. They 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 <laughs> thought of everything apparently. Um, They're magically delicious. That okay? If well, I mean, we could slap him around. I'm fine with that. <laughs> if you want to slap, said, you... let's get slappy. That's what came into my head. And also, <laughs> what I love about that drop more and more is that every time I play it, like it's gotten to the point now. If it's not St. Patrick's Day and we're not doing anything specifically Irish. <laughs> And I play that drop. The look on your face is of such confusion. <laughs> like, where did that come from, and why? And yeah, because I just, I just hear this leprechaun, and I'm like, Hello? and I imagine <laughs> our entire listener base having the same question. And the answer for you and them is, I don't need a reason. Why not? Don't worry about it. I, I just picture all the people who are joining us for the first time going, "Wait, was that the Lucky Charms guy?" <laughs> yes, it was. Check him uh, out on YouTube, dancing across the screen. Brewery X. Brewery X. Let's talk about them. Brew local, drink social. Now they officially opened their yeah. Here we go. Their their tap room officially opened in in September of 2019, but they founded the brewery and started making beers in 2018. 
The brewery is currently headed by Trevor Walls, who's the director of brewery operations, as well as John Simons. Sure. Or Siemens. Spelled like the cell For the sake of him, let's go with Simons. (laughs) (laughs) Head production brewer and Kyle Gianuzzi. Gianuzzi. Who who is the plant manager. You talking to me? Uh, All of them. Have been uh, have have a lot of years of brewing experience. You can read about it on BreweryX's website. Where they came from, how there's a lot of engineering backgrounds going on. Yes, there's and a I lot believe of, I believe Trevor Walls used to work for Pizza Port, and we featured them earlier. Yeah, he worked for like Pizza Port. He worked for Stone, I think, at one point. Like, yeah. there's a lot of that happening, and they landed here. They, the X to them, they say represents crossing paths, coming to a juncture, and ending up where you want to be. Now, that's why that toast really felt right to me. Their website yeah. is full of a lot of, like... It's like, a lot inspirational, of like, like... Yeah, it's a lot sayings. of, like, Yoda-isms. <laughs> like, yeah, it's cool, though. There's a lot of... We're a group of friends who are family, and family who are friends. Like... There's a great quote. What what do they say? It's like, uh, you know, where would we be if we weren't here or something along those lines? And I thought like, oh, man, that's so cool. I could apply that to life. Yeah. But yeah, they're all about, you know, making I mean, they're they're all about what every brewery should be. Good times, good beer, good friends, good community. I mean, that's that's kind of their main focus uh, surrounded by a dope brewery with uh, taproom beer hall and outdoor beer garden and patio which is currently open and you can see that on youtube behind me that's the picture i chose to go with this is their that looks like the Cirque du Soleil tent i know but behind <laughs> me there's all these people over here enjoying a beer hey guys and then a sweet if I can move my chair, a sweet X on this side and this is sort of their outdoor taproom they of course have an indoor space which currently isn't open because of Gavin Newsom, but they are about, like you said, community and sort of about, I mean, they say, we believe that beer is more than just a liquid in a glass. It's about the people we come across uh, and the, and the friendships we make over a pint. And that's, I mean, is that not what our show is about really? You know, like it's not about, we can sit here and dissect the beer and we do every week, but I know we have listeners who are not, into the you know minutia of the beer they just want to have have a good beer with with fun people and that's what our show is all about you know and the conversations we've been able to have with brewers and with fellow consumers over the course of just visiting breweries for the show that community to me is almost more important and that's that's what the best beer should be about for me, it was learning about all the social media, all the social media presence of people who just not even people who do podcasts, but just people who just drink craft beer and take photos and post like we've we've interacted with so many people to everyone who's followed us. Thank you to everyone who has interacted with us. Thank you. Like we we love that. And so going off of that point, you know, we love to be able to talk about this with other people, you know, because. Especially now today with, you know, hate running wild in this world. I mean, it's nice to, you know, have a beer with someone, you know, whether that's literally drinking the beer or figuratively just talking about it. Yeah. And a brewery like this, that's all about community and about people coming together about that X, right? 
the intersection of I don't know what I'm, I, I think I think in my head it was deeper than it was when I started to say it. X. <laughs> but they have all of these different spaces. They've got a ton of beers on tap. Their tap room is 70, 76,000 square feet in size with and then the tap room itself is, I guess, 2,000 square feet of that, but the production facility is 76,000 square feet. So they're small, but uh, they're they're small and mighty. And the amount of... Oh, yeah. I mean, we'll get into what they have on tap, but it's just like... You, you look at it and you're like, that's a lot of beers. For a brewery that started in 2018 and started and opened their space in 2019, and then for all of yeah. 2020, dealt with a fucking pandemic... They make My favorite beer. part about the opening was I, I've never every time we research a brewery, it's always like they opened on at this time. They started brewing on this time. This brewery went whatever article I read went out of its way to say they had a, rib, a ribbon cutting ceremony. And I was like, oh, good for you. Nice. Guys. Nice. <laughs> for some reason, I just pictured the giant scissors. I'm like, yes, <laughs> that's what I love that. So and giant they scissors, also have do- when they're open, what shape is that, Gabe? An X. It's an X. Hey, we did it. Well done. I don't know. They also have dogs welcome <laughs> once their uh, main uh, tasting room, tap room is open. Uh, bring your pooch. Um, I think I did read on the website that it said uh, like safe breeds or controlled breeds only or something like that. So if your dog's a killer, don't bring it. What defines a not safe breed? Are you going to tell me a pit bull can't go to this brewery? No, because pit bulls can't. It, it depends on I the know dog. That. I don't know That's why. That's what I was just going to say. Don't stigmatize pit bulls, people. I'm not. <laughs> I love me some dog. I love all kinds of dogs. You can bring a Great Dane or a Poodle as long as they're nice. I think that's their overall message. Just don't let the dog bite anyone and they can chill. We can't get into dog breeds on this show because. Um, oh, can't we? No, we can't. <laughs> Because it'll take up the rest of the episode. And we have another beer to drink. So Thank God. So let's offer some final thoughts on the slap and tickle hashtag giggity. <laughs> I absolutely love this beer. I love the name. I love the can. I love everything about it. And I love that it's a West Coast IPA. If anybody from this brewery is listening to this episode, which does happen, I want to thank you for keeping the West Coast IPA style alive. Because while this beer is not the most mind-blowing beer I've ever had in my life, it's not uh, it's not something I have to go analyze and think about. It's just a solid West Coast IPA. It's got the bite. It's got the fruitiness. It's got some sweetness. It's got it's a, it's a slow sipper, but it's not going to kill you with ABV. It's just everything I love. So... Thank you, Brewery X, for making this beautifully crafted, well-done, refreshing West Coast IPA. And I would love to drink it while I'm getting slapped and or tickled. Gabe? Giggity, giggity, all right! I, yeah, I don't, (laughs) uh, that's, yeah, pretty much. Um, I love it. I think it's very refreshing and fruity and it's got a lot of flavors to it. But again, it's just so easy to drink and... For a 6.7, I don't know if I'd call it dangerous, but it's definitely in that realm of you drink this quickly. Like, I only have this much left. Like, you drink it quickly, you're going to start to feel something. And let me tell you something, Hop listeners, I am starting to feel something. I'm not buzzed, but we'll get there. This next beer. Yeah, I was just going to say, you want to talk about dangerous? Uh Uh-oh. Let me introduce you to beer number two. Oh, boy. We have King John's 
Revenge, which is an Imperial Porter with coffee and cocoa nibs coming in at 10%. Ruh-roh. Yeah, so you can Shit's understand about to get real. why when I was looking online at what beers to purchase here, craftbeerkings.com, get it shipped across the country, shout out. Oh, yeah. This one caught my eye, and I said, uh, this is going in the cart. It <laughs> is the kind of stuff that scares me and also intrigues me. Yeah. And that's why we have it here. So it's obviously on the SRM chart, it's it's a 40. It's jet black. It's yeah. a porter. It's an imperial porter, and it's pretty black. Uh, Untapped has it at 3.91. Beer Advocate does not have a rating for it. I'm drinking out of a tulip glass. Now, it poured... As I hit the mic, yeah. it pours <laughs> with a uh, a decent tan head. I would yes. say about a half a thumbnail. Same it has dissipated. Not much retention. It's kind of a ring around the glass here. Same. Can't tell much about the carbonation from here. It's just sort of like sitting there, and I don't. I guess there's some lacing. It's kind of hard to tell until we drink it. Remember last week when we were like, we don't have a lot of porters on this show. This is the second week now in we have a row another with a one. porter. I know, and this is an imperial porter, which is different from an imperial stout. Yes, 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 yes. Um, I've got the classic beer mug. Um, I'm very excited for it. Um, According to a source I found, it was brewed with whole coffee beans in a blend of Ecuador and Ghana cacao nibs. So that's a little fun little tidbit for you. Yeah, and on the nose, like all of that comes together in this oh, like man. Kahlua flavor. Like it's like yeah. it's it's like coffee. Bailey's. Yeah, or Bailey's. It's coffee, it's cream, it's mixed with booze and rum, and it's just this intense, like there's a little bit of like cream doesn't have a smell, but there's like a a, a cleanness to it. I said that yeah. last week about the porter as well. Like it's different from a stout in that it's less roasted malt. There is roasted malt there, but there's less of a roasty quality to this and more of a sort of more stark smoke quality to it. It Definitely smells very chunk. boozy too, like 10%. Like, yeah, yeah 100%. This ain't for the faint of heart. This is for the, this is for the, 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 the beer connoisseurs who say, put me in coach. And yeah down one of these bite me daddy bite Uh, me daddy (laughs) the hop with gabe and steven it's do you get any fruit off it because there is a little bit of like berry subtly in there too i think like maybe some raspberry maybe even a little bit of like red grape for me personally i'm not gonna say fruit i am gonna say sweetness i'm gonna say a hint of vanilla maybe a drop of cinnamon Mm -hmm. um but definitely like cough it's you know what this smells like an Irish coffee. Like it smells like okay, yeah. somebody put booze in coffee because they are trying to because they're doing it right and they're trying to start their day very well. Because it's five um, o'clock somewhere. It's <laughs> you're telling me. Yeah. Um, but yeah, it, it's I, I can see where you're getting that, but for me personally, I wouldn't say fruity. I would say more sweet. Okay. Yeah, I mean there's definitely a sweetness to it, no doubt. I definitely pick up vanilla, definitely some toffee. Some yes. caramel, but I don't know. I'm just getting, you know, maybe it's that mixing with the with the booziness, like maybe a little bit of juniper berry or maybe some sort of darker fruit that I source, associate with the sort of clean thing. Mm. Raspberry comes to mind. 
that's just me. Everyone's yeah, palate's like, different. I feel like for stuff like this, cherry is usually like the go-to. So I don't know if you're getting that. Maybe a little bit. Yeah, that's in the family. Yeah. Now it's called King's John King John's Revenge. I don't know anything about King John. I don't know much about kings and queens. That isn't really my bag. I know I'm like I'm a Shakespeare guy. So I kind of get the Tudors and the Richards and the Marys a little bit, but I'm yeah. not really... Do you know anything about King John? I just know that it's one of the lesser-known Shakespeare shows, and in the... Uh, the he's complete... the lion in Robin Hood, right? And by the lion, I mean he's the king that Robin Hood goes against, but in the Disney version, it happens to be a lion. Oh, That's God. That's King John, right? I don't even know. Maybe That's stum- you're stumping me. Maybe not. Maybe it's Little John and he's like King something. Else. Okay. <laughs> I just I know, know that in the complete works abridged, um, there's a point where they ask like, who in the audience has read King John? And one of the guys in the cast raises his hand. The other guy looks at him and he goes, oh, yeah, right. Like it, it's, yeah. <laughs> it's just like it's not one that people know a lot about. Um, I when know I some read, Richards and some Henrys. But... When I read King John, I just immediately thought of your brother. So maybe he would be into this. <laughs> I don't know. His name is John. All right, that's enough. Let's enough let's dilly dallying. Let's get into it. Let's drink it. Bite me, Daddy. <laughs> this tastes like boozy flavored coffee. This is so interesting. It's coffee, but it's not like black coffee. It's it's like. Like when you when you order when you go to a coffee shop in New York City and you you get the the weird extravagant flavor and they you know take twelve hours to make it but it's it's a good cup of Joe. Um, this is My so interesting. Brother. Yeah, the other brother. Yeah, it's it reminds wow. me a lot of the porter we had last week. So if you didn't get a chance to listen to round sixty nine, we had a Baltic porter from Three's Brewing in collaboration with Modern Times and. We were talking about how it was very smoky, and it's like this smoky, like clean thing. And that one, to me, if I'm being honest, was a wee bit unpleasant because it was so smoky in the back end that it was, I mean, the beer was good, but at the back side of it, it was just a lot of lingering smoke. This little guy, I feel a lot of the similar flavors up front, but it's cut by a whole lot of booze, and that really, really helps. I think that when you're looking at beer with high ABV, people are like, oh, you just want to like get drunk. No, not at all. High ABV really helps a lot. Of, you know, We're talking about the amount of alcohol in the beer, and when it's, when it's up at 10%, that's really high. And that really helps balance out the beer in a way. It adds flavor. It adds texture. And it really helps balance it out. So this one, I think, sits really nicely. To your point, it tastes like coffee. Uh, there's a lot of coffee up front. Those cocoa nibs come through. It's it's chocolate coffee for me. Some mm. roasted malt, b- malt, a lot of smokiness. I don't get as much of the berries as I did on the nose, but I do get a lot of booze. It's very full-bodied. It's a slow sipper. Mm. It's drier than a stout. For sure. And it's a cozy up by the fire beer. If I ever saw me one, it's now, delicious. Now, don't get us wrong. Four out of the four out of ten times, the ABV is like, oh yeah, let's just feel something. Don't like let's let's not let's be real with our audience here for a second. <laughs> Most of the time, it's like, how strong is it? Fuck yeah, pour it. Let's just <laughs> fucking get after it. But 
in this sense, you are absolutely right. I feel like the booze really does help shape this in a way. Um, a lot of chocolate in the back end for mm-hmm. me. I feel like it's a s'more without the marshmallow for me. I don't know Ooh. that I'm getting graham cracker necessarily, but it, that malt base just adds the little bit that to me, it's like if somebody was like, let's make s'mores. Oh, wait, we're out of marshmallows. Screw it. Add an extra thing of chocolate. Boom. Eat it. Good. Go. I don't know how you would do that. So fire, it's melted though. chocolate. Uh, yeah. How? What are you gonna? You stick? would have to get really close. You would have to get a spatula, pretty much. The, and try the to marshmallow get in. is the glue that yeah, holds that whole that situation would, together. If you can figure that out, DM us a video, and we'll <laughs> we'll give you a shout out. But it, it, this, it's great. It's it's very flavorful. Um, I I think I'm getting more vanilla sweetness on the nose than the taste. Mm-hmm. But on the taste, it's booze, coffee, uh, toffee. Little bit of caramel, chocolate, chocolate. Starring like, Johnny Depp, and then starring, in the back end, starring my boy. And then in the back end, lingering flavor, lingering booze, lingering smoke. It's a got little a little bit nice, of lingering coffee. A nice bitterness, yeah, to it. Like it's Roast, bitter, but it's it's fun. Yeah, roasted malt bitterness, different yeah. from the hop bitterness we were getting on the West Coast IPA. So, um, little little piece of advice for this: if you're drinking it, take your time. Yes, or I've wake been up. sipping it over and over. Gabe is not sober anymore, guys. <laughs> He's not. Take your time or wake up in regret. That's how this is going to go. All right, <laughs> let's give it a quick one, too. This is hard. This is this, this is hard. This is very hard. Yeah. First two very specific different styles. This is ooh, this is tough. Which I like both of them a lot and I don't feel like I have a strong opinion of like this is better than that. I'm going to go I'm gonna go slap and tickle over King John, and it's a whole, it's a whole. Wait, you're gonna go slap and tickle King John? I'm gonna slap and tickle right over King John, and it's because <laughs> of the name. It's because for me of the can. It's because of the West Coast style, which I love very much. I just think it's so well done that that is my numero uno hashtag giggity. Maybe I'll just be that guy and do the opposite. I literally can't decide, so I'm just going to go in that direction. I'm going to put King John 1, slap and tickle second. But let, let's be real. It's a razor-thin yeah, comparison. Yeah. There, there's it's no such like, different styles. This is clearly number... No, it, it's just yeah. they're right up there with each other. Uh, they're both awesome, man. I, 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 I love how complex each one is, but at the same time, the slap... Okay, maybe I'll say this. The slap and tickle, I feel like, is more on the original not basic basic isn't the right word but i feel like you kind of understand where i'm at yeah like it's straightforward it's straightforward yeah exactly yeah, so for that reason i'll put it second but i mean uh, the king john's revenge is just so like they, okay so the slap and tickle you don't have to think about king john you got to think about yes yes exactly this is much more of a take your time situation if you're having trouble deciding between beers. Sometimes the deciding factor can be the artwork that's on the can. Can Art and Crafts. Bob Ross, what do you think? Bob Ross likes all of them. And here we go for another edition of Can Arts and Crafts. Now, let's start. Let's go in order with what we drank. The Slap and Tickle. 
Look at this. Look how bright and shining it is. It's got a black background with the words slap and tickle in cursive in what I can only as describe as a neon sign like font it's bright it's red it's very beautiful it stands out it looks dope this has like nightlife bar scene written all over it this reminds me a lot of shout out to uh Jesus and marrow uh they are a comedy duo icon uh they have at the end of each of their episodes um for what they do for their show they ask each guest uh, what their what their bodega uh, sign would be, and it shows up in this neon sort of light. So it immediately made me think of Jesus and Mero, hashtag the Bodega Boys. We love you guys. Um, this is really cool. Also, the name is hilarious. Sla like seeing neon so neon lights say slap and tickle. I want that like in my apartment, like hanging up above my bed. It's absolutely incredible. Then we've got King John's Revenge. This looks like. The New Orleans Saints, like, artwork. Like, it's got the black and gold, but it's got the fun... Like, like this kind of gives, like, off a New Orleans vibe to it. I mean, it doesn't have the specific... It, it's just fun. Like, all of the uh, specific designs, it's, it's very colorful and creative. Black and gold with the words King John's Revenge in red and yellow. It really is incredible. And... Going off of the other Slap and Tickle, their first anniversary edition, their color scheme is neon green font with a black background. And I don't know why, but for some reason, that color scheme is sexy to me. Like, it's just so good. So for that reason, Bobby and I are going to give this brewery on their can outwork a 10 out of 10. I think that's the first time it's happened, but it's absolutely incredible. The can artwork is so dope. Um, I wish I could tell you about other cans. Uh, we weren't able to see photos online, but uh, really great stuff. I really enjoy it. And that is another edition of Can Arts and Crafts. <laughs> That's how we do it here on the hop. And what else is on tap at the brewery? Like we said, so many things. And so the, much. The, brewer, the beer names are hilarious to yeah, me. Yeah, they're great. Slap and Tickle, still my favorite. But they've got the Bearded Baby. They've got the Suh, dude. They've got the Yeah Dog. They've got the Panda Pool Party. they got the On the DL, the Pint Whacker. <laughs> I'm not making Pint it Pint Whacker. And what are all these beers? It doesn't really matter, but their their the go-to sour is called blueberry yum yum. It's a sour <laughs> with blueberries, lemon, and vanilla. And Ooh. they also have another beer. Uh, where was it? Oh, hey Mambo, Mambo Italiano. <laughs> it's an Italian pilsner. It's called Hey Mambo, and I am here for it. My Italian ancestors want me to drink it, and I will drink it soon. They have seltzers. They have sours dark and malty they got you know a hefeweizen on there they got lagers they got ipas galore uh they do have a thing on their website that's distracting me that says nine percent abv and over limit two per guest now hold on a minute Ooh. i can't be, excuse me what if i got an uber home i can't have what? more than two what if the hot boys show up we do yeah, this for a course. living <laughs> we do this for a living we know what's up we know how to control this stuff we don't have a whole lot of time, but we have one more thing to do. Brewery X, thank you 
Thank you. This has been great. Thank you especially for brewing a beautiful West Coast IPA. And uh, this one was really fun. We'd been looking forward to it for a while. I have nothing more to say other than you probably haven't heard of this brewery. and We have to go to Anaheim. Yeah, or craftbeerkings.com. Grab their beers and have them shipped to you like we did because that works too. Damn and they're skippy. delicious. All right. It's that time. Last call. All right. We always like to end on a fun topic. Battle of the Joshes. Mm-hmm. This one was fun. This one is cool. Um, this all started when a uh, 22-year-old engineering student, his name is Josh Swain, he's in Tucson, Arizona, realized that a lot of people in life in the state are called Josh or have the same name, Josh Swain. So he decided to organize a battle of sorts, battle of the Joshes. Everyone meets. They have uh, foam like pool noodles and you like hit each other with it and it's just like a giant battle to see the last josh standing and this to me is absolutely hilarious um it took place in air park in lincoln nebraska all the joshes had pool noodles like we said to whack each other with all the participants let me say this were either vaccinated or had masks on so it was safe um but it was this crazy event that started as a joke and led to him putting out i think it was a facebook messenger like blast of all josh's unite let's get together and battle it out and a bunch of people replied and they were like yeah let's do this we're gonna go so everyone showed up they all had poodle pool noodles they were whacking each other and uh the winner was josh vinson jr hashtag little josh who is five years old and when he won he got he got interviewed and the interviewer said, like, do you have any words of wisdom? Like, what are your thoughts? He literally goes, I fight everyone. And the crowd <laughs> went nuts. Absolutely incredible. But above all, it was for a good cause. The event uh, that eventually came out of this, they did raise money for the Children's Hospital and Medical Center Foundation Fund in Omaha and collected food donations for the Food Bank of Lincoln, Nebraska. This kid is adorable. I didn't know that a five-year-old won the fight. <laughs> and um, I I love that they did this for a good cause. This is something I can get behind. I mean, it's a little, like, if if I got a Facebook message that was, like, sent out to all Stevens around the world, and it was like, listen, you're in Connecticut, we're in New Mexico, but all Stevens are going to meet in Lincoln, Nebraska. <laughs> And we're going to battle it out. I'd be like, that is a lot of pressure on my name. Yeah. But I, I, would, I, would, I would show up. There, the video online looks incredible. It's just this giant group of people, again, either fully vaccinated or have masks. They were safe. But a bunch of people getting together and just... I really want to address me, the crowd. I really just want to be the guy who's like, all right, Josh, listen up. They all turn their heads. All yeah, 200 yeah. of them just... Yes. Hey, Josh. All of them like, what? Yeah. It's so, it's so funny. It's just, it's just so funny that they were all hitting each other with pool noodles because it looks a lot like, do you know the, the uh, what's it called? LARP? Live yeah, action yeah, yeah. role play? Yeah. 
It was that minus the like, you know, for Narnia, like minus, minus that. the weird. Yeah. Minus the weird. Yes, absolutely. No judgment. I mean, you do you. No, if you're but... going to judge anyone, I mean, I think LARPers are probably. I feel like towards... they're used to it by now. <laughs> yeah. I mean, that comes with the territory. That's like, that's you, you just got to own that. I mean, yeah. if you're a LARPer, you're a LARPer and it's fine. Be a LARPer. But know that the rest of us are. We're judging nah. you a little bit. Um, it was covered by the local news station. Um, uh, Josh Vinson uh, Sr., the Josh Josh's father, says he's going to remember this for the rest of his life. I'm sure yeah, he I'll will. <laughs> he won a giant battle. He stood in victor- victory with his arm held high going, I fight everyone. And, and so- I sure hope it would be covered by the local station. Somebody had to, some news director had to come down and be like, Stephanie, there's 200 Joshes in, in Central Park. Can you can you take a camera down there, please? And she was right, like, Ricky, let's go. <laughs> we're going to watch the Battle of the Joshes. But it was for a good cause. I, I can get behind this 100%. I do think it is yet another sign that quarantine is doing something weird to us. I think that, you oh, know, yeah. if you're traveling to Lincoln, Nebraska, period. No, if you're traveling to Lincoln, Nebraska <laughs> to fight... Oh, 200 other Joshes. You probably have been in, in the house for too long, but <laughs> probably. I, it, apparently, most of the people there were either named Josh Swain or just Josh. But the fact that it's just so funny to me because it's like, yeah, there are a lot of people in this world that are named Josh. And I guess Josh Swain is pretty popular as well. I don't know why, but that's even weirder. A lot of them had the same name. The winner is Josh Swain. <laughs> Out of 75 all the Josh people Swains. cheer. Yeah, right. <laughs> I won. It. It's like, no, not you. The, no, that Josh. guy over there. Come, come here. We're going to need um, a number system. Yeah, it started as a joke and it's uh, blossomed into this beautiful thing. And now this little five year old has just, a, he, he got a little um, trophy and he got one of those Burger King crowns. And it was so cute. It like fell on his eyes because it was his head was too small. Yeah, the kid's adorable. I mean, yeah. I love that kid. I wouldn't take a swing at that kid. I would let that kid stab me if Are I was you kidding in this fight. Me? I, yeah, same. I'd be like, yeah, I can't take me down. Conscious do this. You, I'd be like, go ahead, kid. End it. End it for me with a beer in my hand. But uh, bite me, yeah, daddy. I, uh, yeah. I mean, if I can find a Gabriel or a Gabe fight, I'm there. I'll join. I was gonna ask if it would be Gabriel or Gabe. Because you go by both. I mean, for me, if there's a Steve fight, I'm probably not there. <laughs> yeah. But if there's a Steven fight, yeah. I will I will show up. Uh, so that means I have to fight in two now. Oh, I got to save my energy from the first one then. <laughs> I got to defend my honor in both of them. But uh, yeah, Lincoln, Nebraska, of showing all places, out. They're like, where's a park where we can... Where's a centrally located... I mean, if you think of like, what's the middle? It's Lincoln, Nebraska. Right. I want to know where everyone got all these pool noodles. What what pool store like just killed it in inventory? Like they were like, we made so many sales today. There's probably a radius of pool stores around Lincoln, Nebraska, from wherever they were coming from, all different directions, and every one of them in in that radius got like one sale of a pool pool noodle in the middle of January. Number pool noodle sales are through the roof. It's like covered on CNN. How funny would that be? Listen. It's a fight for a cause, and we love that. So yeah, that's welcome. that's the most important thing. It's fun, but it was for a good cause, so that's yeah. great. So welcome to our last call segment, fellas. And with that, 
we have to go sip on this King John's Revenge for the next two and a half hours. So, <laughs> <laughs> so thank you for joining us for another great round. Gabe, thank you for the birthday wishes. I'll throw that in at the end because I appreciate it. We're dating right, the episode it. now. <laughs> uh, but I appreciate that. And we'll be back next week like we always are with another round for round 71 until then stay classy stay happy drink good beer connect with us we love you guys thanks for joining in we'll see you next week cheers